the state of combat coming back at you. Bonus time. You heard that right. Your boy BC, the Brian Campbell. Sidekick, my cohort, the Silver King himself, Adam Silverstein. Pro Wrestling Edition, but we mentioned bonus because your boy, the Silverstein, this week has heard on Wednesday's Pro Wrestling Edition. Booked us a big one. Booked us a beauty. Not just a big one, a big dog at that aspect. Yes, Roman Reigns coming at you in just a few. Wow. Wow. Couldn't have picked a better time to speak to this man, Adam Silverstein. Wow. Yeah, real excited about it. Um, you know, 15 straight minutes with the big dog himself, obviously coming out two weeks after his return to WWE television, just a couple days before WWE Fastlane, streaming live on the WWE Network on Sunday, beginning at 7 p.m. Eastern. Obviously, we are getting the reuniting of the Shield on that show, which everyone is excited about. And BC, do we need to talk anymore? Should we just get to the man himself? I mean, we need to remind people that it is all about that five. Please, we're giving you the gold. We are giving you the guests you want to hear. Come get out there. Get it done. Hit us up on the back end. Five-star review and Apple Podcasts on, I don't know, wherever you consume fine audio. Isn't there a new, isn't there a new home of, of combat audio this week that we've added the State of Combat to? Just a little place called Spotify. They decided to get into the performance-enhancing audio game. Absolutely. Check out our boxing and MMA editions as well. But we know why you're here. You want that chest protector. You want the big dog. Such an inspiring journey, of course, guys. You know, announcing his battle with leukemia in October, coming back on February 25th. And now it looks like he is buckled up and ready to go, not just for reuniting the Shield on Sunday, but potentially WrestleMania and more. So Adam and I, very proud, very pleased to present this to you. I mean, it, it does prove Adam right. So that means you proved me right. Yes, it does. This guy gets great guests. Roman Reigns coming at you, folks. Enjoy. The Big Dog is back. Yes, back on the CBS Sports State of Combat podcast. But more importantly, back from a battle with leukemia on WWE television. It's Roman Reigns. You'll see him this Sunday. Fastlane invades Cleveland live on the WWE Network. Roman, Brian Campbell, Adam Silverstein here with you. Great to have you back on. But I'm not coming at you as Roman Reigns today. I'm coming at you as Joe the Man. Congratulations on this incredible, inspiring story I know as a fan, I've gone through so many emotions. How has this been for you since announcing in October that you were stepping away, giving up the title to fight this battle and to come back in late February? Oh, thank you guys. Thanks for having me. Um, you know, I think kind of how you said it, you know, the emotion word was like perfectly put. It was extremely emotional. And I think kind of what, you know, made this whole experience a lot easier for me is that you know, the WWE universe and what felt like the whole world essentially kind of went through that roller coaster ride with me. And I think that kind of really made me feel a lot more secure about it and, uh, kind of just eased me, you know, my anxiety about, you know, just sharing this type of news and, and something so private with the world. So it was, it was pretty neat how everybody was, you know, very, uh, you know, very supportive and, and pretty gentle with me, you know, as far as, you know, the, you know, the opinions and the, the critics and just there's a lot that goes with this as far as, um, you know, information. So it, it, uh, it was nice that everybody was uh, very supportive. Roman, that's what, exactly what I was going to ask you there about that fan reaction. Look, let's be honest, the Roman Reigns character it has been certainly one of the more polarizing ones in recent years. But I'm wondering how surprised were you were to get such a positive reaction, whether it's Roman or it's Joe, when you came back to announce 
your fight, that your return, your recovery. I've never seen a character that well over. How surprised were you from the WWE universe, knowing the nature of how fans can be today, that they were so positive? That that was what was uh, you know so so awesome to experience, and, and that's what was so nice to see, like that positive reinforcement, and you know that that. It, it was like a, a huge redeeming quality on our society to me, you know, where it was like, no matter what really goes down, we have your back, you know, all, all entertainment and storyline aside, you know, they, they all got behind me and, and just kind of, you know, everybody, you know, put their arms around me and, and just made me feel, you know, like everything was going to be okay. And at a point where I was, you know, extremely scared and extremely uh, insecure about everything, um, you know, our fans and, you know, the WWE universe were able to kind of settle me down and make me know that everything's going to be all right. There's a lot of people backing you. Um, and regardless of, you know, our opinion or, you know, what we think, uh, we're all pulling for you and we're hoping for the best. So when, when I got that type of outreach, you know, I honestly felt like, you know, I could handle anything at that point. Roman, how did you follow the product? While you were out, were you watching as a fan Monday, Tuesday nights, maybe Wednesday if you catch NXT, the pay-per-views on Sunday? Did you get a new perspective of the WWE product coming from basically your couch or the gym or wherever you were watching? For the first couple of months, you know, I, I really kind of isolated myself and just did a lot of family time and just spent as much time with my kids and just focused on, you know, myself and my house. So once I started to feel a lot better, you know, especially, you know, right around you know, the holidays right after early January, that's when I started to really tune back in. And, you know, there, there's a lot of different observations that you make and there's a lot of different things that you, that you can see when you're not a part of the product, you know, when you're on the, on the sidelines, so to speak. Um, so it was, it was a nice, uh, you know, it was kind of a, uh, breath of fresh air to, to sit back and watch something that you're not a part of and, and to just see, you know, the strengths and the weaknesses of the product and, where you think you can help, where where you think you can kind of evolve and change, and and just kind of critique yourself and, and critique the fact, you know, of you know the product without you, and, and where you think it stands, and, and what you need to do when you get back, you know, if, if at that point, you know, in my head, hopefully, if I get back, you know, I'll be able to make a, a big impact and help out the team. You know, Roman, this storyline, it intersects with real life, like I mentioned, art imitating life, and this past Monday on Raw, when the Shield was reunited. I thought the best part of that were the comments your character made. Let's get back together. Let's get the band back together because we don't know if it can ever happen again. I'm curious for you, the man, Joe, 33 years old, how much has your perspective on both your career and life changed going through this battle? Uh, a lot, you know. Um, one, one thing, you know, I've always preached to myself and, you know, a lot of people who, who kind of helped me along the way have reminded me to live in the moment. But, you know, as we all know, when life gets busy and, you know, our schedule piles up and we have that full tip, but, you know, we're just kind of working through each, each task and, you know, just checking off, going through that, you know, trying to check off each box that you completed. Uh, so you can kind of keep it moving and, and you live a little bit fast that way. So for me, you know, this is, this is such a crazy time and, uh, you know, I put such a huge perspective on everything and, and actually just how, you know, life is short and, you know, tomorrow's not guaranteed. And sometimes you have to live in the moment. You have to, you know, just really enjoy the little things that are happening along the way. 
And, you know, I, I've been very fortunate and, and I've, you know, lived, you know, a pretty cool life so far and, and had a pretty awesome career and seen and done some awesome stuff. So I think just for now, for me, I, I don't want to just stack up too much, you know, as far as my professional goals. Now I want to, you know, kind of start checking off more personal goals, you know, the, the relationships, the, the personal impact that I have on, you know, the different people that I meet, that I'm involved with, um, you know, and, and just taking the time to just really enjoy the second half of my career, you know, and if, if I have two, three, four, five, six years left, uh, I just want to put everything I have into it because, you know, regardless of if you're in perfect health, your body can't, you know, wrestle its whole, its whole, you know, existence. It, it just is what it is, you know, it's, it's a rough, it's a rough life. It's a rough, uh, you know, job, career. Um, so I just want to enjoy, you know, the, the last few years that I have being able to do it at a high level. Yeah, certainly that wisdom that you take from this experience is invaluable, so it's great to hear that. I want to take you back, though, to October when you make this announcement on WWE, and it becomes, like I mentioned, part of the storyline as much it was a, as it was real, and it was emotional, it was moving. But that night, Roman, your brethren in the Shield execute an angle in which Dean Ambrose turns on Seth Rollins that, look, in the moment it was brilliant. I thought the whole thing was brilliant, even weeks after Dean Ambrose referencing on the air in the storyline your illness. For you, though, at home, I'm curious, is that something you had to sign off on? What was your reaction when you saw that being played out? Uh, you know, I know I knew about it, you know, and, and, you know, we're all so close, you know, me and me, Seth and Dean, and that was, I think, one of Dean's main concerns is how I felt, you know, and what my take was and, you know, if I had a problem with it. And I told him, you know, business is business, man. And, uh, you know, this place has got to continue to, keep doing what it does or, or you know you have to look at it in a way like you know you hear in the NFL or other sports the next man up uh, you know we all want to you know hope the world will stop when, whenever we're not involved but the fact is you got to keep going and we, we have to continue to entertain and this is a, a you know a, a product that has no off season so I thought it was going to be as far as, you know, the impact, I thought it, it, it spoke for itself that night, but it just kind of, it didn't work out. But I, I honestly feel like that had to do with something, you know, I, I just felt like Ambrose wasn't 100% secure with it. You know, I, I know he had my nod of approval from me, but I feel like he felt like something, you know, the timing wasn't right. And, you know, I think everything speaks for itself and kind of the, the journey of, of the hill turn kind of spoke for itself. But, you know, the fact is I'm back now, and, and I, I think we've kind of righted a few of those wrongs in the past couple of weeks, so hopefully we'll be able to, uh, you know, shake and break with what we got now. You know, obviously, Roman, Shield is reuniting on Sunday, but the real elephant in the room in real life, of course, is while you were away, WWE announcing that Dean Ambrose will not be resigning with the company and will potentially be leaving in late April. Now, from a storyline point of view and also from your friendship behind the scenes, how did you receive this news and what is your reaction as we move forward? You know, I mean, storyline-wise, we can always make the adjustments that we need. I mean, I think with, with the impact of him leaving, you know, we, we've all seen creatively that, you know, this could be the last time. So I think there was an urgency for us to, to be able to, you know, get us, you know, get the band back together, so to speak. Uh, cause you never know, you know, you never know if he's gonna, if he's gonna come back. You never know if he's gonna be able to, 
uh, you know, leave and then still, you know, feel comfortable coming back. I have no clue. You know, I don't know what the future entails, but all I know is that we have each other, you know, for the next few, few months, we might as well do something special, especially with the fact that the, the last couple of attempts just, they just didn't turn out right. Um, whether it was, you know, the first time where, where I got sick and I was out or the analyst got hurt, you know, and then, you know, the last one being what it was, it, it just, it didn't feel, I guess for a group of perfectionists, it didn't feel perfect. And with this time crunch on us and us not necessarily knowing what the future entails, I think we all have a, a huge trip on our shoulder to get this one done and, and to make it great, you know, and to, to really hang our hat on, on this performance. And, you know, I think we all thrive on that type of pressure when, when we put that the perfect pressure on ourselves to, to make it, uh, you know, the, you know, as high end as possible. That, that, that's what we're all about is just putting out the best product. So I think, uh, you know, we're all going to come together on Sunday and do something special. Uh, great stuff right there. Now, Roman, to close, and it's been a, a great chat with you. Appreciate your time. We don't know exactly where you're going in, heading into Mania season or, or what your role will be. We're all excited to find out, of course. But look, this is so big for you to be back in this spot. And I mentioned Joe is so over, the real man, the babyface. Forget that past when people were maybe booing your character or booing your booking. How much do you want to see more of Joe inserted into this Roman Reigns character moving forward? How much is this character potentially going to change because of what you just went through in real life? Well, you know, that that's that's the kind of weird territory I'm, I'm in. Is I took the mask off of Joe and, you know, I introduced him to the whole world. So that... I've always kind of relied on that, which is kind of it's the weird place that I'm in is I, I've separated my characters pretty, you know, and, and you hear about that and, and, you know, with our, with our personas and the WWE characters and the professional wrestlers and the way, you know, we do it. But I've actually been able to separate who I am in real life and, you know, the Roman characters. So I've always kind of, you know, been pleased with the way I've been able to, you know, maintain my reality and then still kind of do what I love and create. But, you know, life happens and you're not, you know, this is not a, uh, an ideal situation. I, I never wanted to have to, you know, reveal this type of information or have to, uh, you know, relinquish, you know, the goals that I, I worked for. But the fact is, it is what it is and every path happens for a reason. And, I honestly think, you know, especially last week, you know, with uh, the first seg and then working through, you know, to getting Ambrose back, I, I came back after that seg one and I was like, man, it felt like a lot of Joe was in that promo, you know, in that opening segment with, with myself and Seth. Uh, and it felt cool, you know. It, it feels like my range will open up because if you know me in real life, uh, you know I'm a lot more laid back and I, I cut up and, I don't know if you call it charismatic or what, but just a lot more loose in real life and just always joking around, a bit of a goofball. But uh, to be able to add that, I think it shows, uh, you know, some, some cool growth and uh, adds a, a few extra layers to a character that people have kind of seen, you know, for a little while now and gotten, gotten to know and gotten used to. So if we can uh, throw a speed bump in there every once in a while, I think that'd be neat. Great to hear you back. Thanks so much for your time. Sunday, Fastlane, WWE Network, but more and more important, this incredible journey that you're on, it's inspirational. Nothing but prayer and well wishes from this side of the line. Thank you so much, Roman Reigns. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me, and thank you for all the, uh, the well wishes, brother. Thank you.
Wow. Hey, you know what? No storylines here. No Roman here. Joe, love the man. Love the man. We've always, and that's the thing, Adam. We've always said, we've always said, one of the better guys in this business that we interview. Just like honest, doesn't dodge a question, gives you heartfelt answers, and is just a good dude in these small pockets of time, whether it be WrestleMania Media Day or over the phone on the podcast that you get. But when you add on everything he's been through, he is the face of the company and the baby face of the company. And I'm, I don't care how we got there. I'm just happy that we did because he deserves it. Yeah, he is. And, and you know, the only times we've been able to speak with him, unfortunately, because he's so in demand, are these short little 15 minute bursts. Right. And we love talking to Roman. The What I immediately said to you after that interview, and obviously you only heard the Silver King's voice once because BC was doing such a kick ass job there. But I said, man, we could have talked to him for 45 minutes and it still wouldn't have been enough because you want to ask him about the Usos and Becky and Ronda and everything that's going on in WWE in the world of professional wrestling. But the story right now, it's not Roman Reigns. It's not even really the shield. The story's Joe. And that's who we heard speak to us today. I love the responses about how his, you know, his look at life had changed. And look, I think he said it himself at the end. There was a lot of Joe in the promo work that you saw last week. I think there's been a lot of Joe in the character that we've seen since his comeback, rightfully so, considering the connection to the real-life storyline there. But I, I look, I felt it was real on Monday when he made that comment. I know the storyline angle is to reunite the Shield before Ambrose may or may not be leaving. But the idea of, like, we're not sure we're ever going to do this again. Who knows? Who knows what company are people are going to? Who knows when an injury can happen? Who knows when a life-threatening thing can happen? And you mentioned there's a lot we would have loved to have followed up on that he said if we had more time. But something you pointed up uh, out to me uh, very astutely off cam was his mention of, you know, whether I have, what, two, four, six, eight years left in this business? Do you think he's already identifying a potential outdate? No, I don't know that he has anything identifiable, but when you deal with something like leukemia and cancer and, you know, knock on wood, that's not something that has really been you know, prevalent in my life. Um, it, you have to start thinking ahead and you have to start thinking, well, how long am I going to be able to do this if I do get back? And am I going to want to do it for that long when I have kids at home and a wife who wants to see me, especially when you're just coming off four months and it, it wasn't, you know, relaxation time. But he was able to be at home with his family for a good portion of it when he wasn't filming a movie with The Rock and when he wasn't, you know, undergoing treatment and working out. Right. He was with his family. And he was boy, watching was he WWE out, Adam. on TV. So those things start going through your head. But I was really curious when he said, you know, two, four, six years. Was he thinking, well, knowing what I've already gone through, I may not have that much time to be a competitor, to be athletic, uh, even if I am healthy for an extended period of time or. Is he did he just throw it out there kind of randomly? So that that was curious and certainly something that I hope to get more clarity on, you know, going forward with him. Absolutely. Uh, you know, as much as the whole idea of Ambrose leaving and look, we've always hit it up from the start that there's parts of this that definitely feel like a potential work. I mean, WWE getting out ahead of it and announcing it was very interesting. I'm going to just continue to stand by the belief that he is leaving until I see differently. But, uh, you know, you. You heard real emotion in his voice, you know, that wishes people well, of course, but 
but it, it, it's tough. It, it has to be tough on him professionally and personally to see somebody that, that he's that close with. Because, look, they, they have a different life. These are traveling gypsies. These are people that are uh, almost living like a traveling high school life. They're, they work and travel together constantly. They, they're obviously very, very close. So uh, it, it's interesting on that regard for somebody so close to him that's been, you know, I mean, I love what I would have loved to follow up with Roman and be like, look, uh, Four Horsemen had a lot of people, but we don't really recognize the Paul Roma era. Um, do you recognize the Kurt Angle era of the Shield? What's going to happen with Roman now? Can we ever have one? I mean, is Jason Jordan a potential Shield member? Obviously, there's a lot you would have liked to ask there, just like we would have liked to ask more on the whole rumors of are the Usos part of this uh, potential, let's say, group of guys who might be better served when their contract is up trying to get out there? I would have loved as well to hear Roman's thoughts on you know, how much these guys are excited at the real idea of competition. I, as a fan, you hear it ad nauseum here. That's what I crave for is real competition, but I'm sure these guys do financially to potentially have more options to leverage themselves, let, you know, get more time with their families, all of the above. Uh, it's just interesting that, I mean, The Shield is a a monster storyline in WWE history. It is. It's a monster storyline. So to see Ambrose go, I'm sure that has to affect uh, Roman, you know, whether it happens or not here. It's very interesting stuff. Uh, but, you know, the, the question I asked him to close was birthed off of some of your analysis from our most recent wrestling shows. It's that, you know, I want more Joe in my life. Roman can take a bad seat. And I think he does, too, Adam. I think he does, too. Well, I think he his answer was perfect, which is, yeah, I think you're going to see more of that because that's what I'm doing. And it's resonating. And that's what we want from wrestling. We want these guys. And it's been talked about ad nauseum for the entirety of us being wrestling fans. The best characters are real people turned up to 15. And we want Joe turned up to 15. We don't necessarily want the Roman that we had, you know, five months ago, six months ago, and then the years prior to that. But you saw it in the last two weeks on WWE TV, this guy, there's a different confidence. There's a different swagger. He's ha just happy to be there. Doesn't feel like he needs to win anyone over. And that's a consequence of the situation that he finds himself in. But there's no harm in taking advantage of that, and I think everything's going very smooth. What I found most interesting that you asked him and that he answered was about Dean Ambrose, the heel turn on Seth Rollins the same night he announced his leukemia. Not only did he say that he was aware of it, but he said that's how the business is. I was totally fine with it. But he also kind of mentioned that, well, we all saw how that turn turned out, and in the end, it didn't really work for Dean uh, or really for the storyline itself. And they've kind of moved past that. So the follow-up that I would have loved to have asked is, well, do you think that contributed to Dean deciding to, Hey, you know, maybe after April, I'm not going to be there much longer. And then WWE coming out and saying, yeah, you know what? We're going to go ahead and announce that because you know, it's, it's somewhat public, even though he didn't say so publicly. It's all really interesting. Cause you know, he did sort of say Dean was not, Dean was the one who wasn't comfortable. And that going in that direction. And that was a really interesting reveal. I mean, look, Roman signing off on it, not a surprise. Look, second generation guy. I mean, these guys grew up in this business, if not third generation. I mean, is he third generation? I, I mean, he's third. Yeah. I mean, these guys that just grow up in this business, it's it's in their lifeblood. They understand it. It's fine. And as I mentioned to Roman, I mean, look, that that turn was one of the better moments, really. I mean, I know we say we feel like we need to say this, but it's one of the better moments on a Raw or SmackDown that we've seen in a long time for your jaw to drop. So I, I like Roman being OK with that. He gets it just as much as I like him, you know, bringing this real life battle into the storyline, because honestly, and another question I would love to ask him. 
about the decision making in doing just that because they could have easily said knee injury. We don't know when he's coming back. And he just doesn't do any interviews or, or appear on social media at all. And if it was the type of thing where they where it started to look good that he was winning this battle, he was going into remission, he we, we may have never known about this. You know what I mean? So to bring it that public, you have to respect that and to want and to be okay with using it as a storyline, knowing that it can inspire so many people and do a lot of good in the long run, as well as give you options with heel turns and things like that. I'm all for it. I, I respect it a lot. Another thing that's really interesting, we didn't get the opportunity to ask him, but you know, he uh, when he was 22 years old, he went through this the first time. And apparently, just based on interviews that have come out after the fact, most of or a good portion of his Georgia Tech teammates knew about it, his family knew about it, and certainly a decent amount of people in WWE knew about it. But it was never out there that Roman Reigns was a cancer survivor because he chose I'm going to keep this private. It happened years ago. I'm 33 now. I was 22 then and and whatever. But that tells you that the all these people that knew, and we're talking probably dozens, respect this guy, respected his decision regarding this because at any time they could have come out. Anyone. Oh, yeah, yeah. I knew this guy, you know, Joe, and he dealt with this. And, you know, it's it's really great that he doesn't talk about it. No one said anything. So they allowed him to do it on his terms. It seems like they allowed him to come back on his terms. And now we have a S.H.I.E.L.D. reunion at Fastlane and Roman Reigns seemingly available for WrestleMania 35 B.C. So the question I have to ask you, what type of match do you want to see Roman in in New York? Uh, a big one-on-one match against another giant star, first of all. Second of all, we did have this debate at length, so check it out this week on our CBS Sports State of Combat Pro Wrestling recap show looking back at Raw and SmackDown. And look, we threw around a couple names that I still think – just the idea of colliding star power together, I do love the Rain Cena one the most, and I love it for repairing what their first one wasn't. Great build, in the end, didn't mean everything it could have. I think you can put a lot of meaning on, on it here. And I think, look, the idea that nothing lasts forever and nothing's guaranteed works in the Roman Reigns real-life story, works in the fake storyline of the Shield getting together, but it also works for WWE from a business standpoint. Roman Reigns was the guy. He's not a good guy or bad guy. He's the guy. Is that how it used to go? That's how it went. Yeah, that's how it went. Um, And the point is, when you get opportunities at WrestleMania, not at an in-between September No Mercy pay-per-view, at WrestleMania to do something like Reigns Cena, and that's an add-on, that's an add-on to what you already have, which is a red friggin' hot fire female angle that could and should main event with a star power quality of Rousey and a female Austin-like run here with Lynch and, and everything that Charlotte brings. And you have a, I have to see that because I don't know what's going to happen, Rollins-Lesnar type thing going on. And you've got these other elements like the old guy matchup of Triple H and Dave Batista being so hot fire. You have the foundation for a, a, a hell yeah WrestleMania card. But if you can add as a bonus something like a Rain Cena, good Lord, you do it, Adam. You do it. Don't give me another answer than that. If they add Rain Cena to this card and we get the match that we're hoping, the Daniel Bryan Kofi Kingston, those top five matches, plus you have Finn Balor entering as Intercontinental Champion. What more could you want as a fan? Honestly, we give pay-per-view cards and storylines criticism all year, but WrestleMania is the event. And if that's the top of your card, you're succeeding and you're setting up a potential greatest WrestleMania of all time, at least on paper. 
You couldn't touch that. You really couldn't. I mean, there's only one other name that could make that even better. You're going to touch me on MC Hammer, kid. You can't touch this. All right, maybe, maybe not that name. You just can't help yourself. Maybe not that name, but look, lo- love the artist. No, love the art. Hate the art. Your choice. Your choice, people. It's up to you, all right? That's, that's another topic for another day. Uh, great. It's just great to hear, Roman. And, and I don't mean to get all cheesy on you, but this whole storyline, rightfully so, it catches you right in the field spot. And it does, even if you're not prepared for it, even if you're not a Roman super fan, even if anything, it just catches you like it should. Because, I mean, look how ripped the guy came back, how how bulked up, how jacked. You know, you got to give him all that credit for working so hard. And and fighting it, it's weird. It's like he's fighting it so publicly, but he also fought it very privately. We didn't hear from him or see him for a while. So to see him come back and looking so great, great to see. Perfect timing at the Mania. Um we, this is a Roman Reigns show, but Adam, we may have to get into one more thing here. All right, we had the full-on episode this week, two hours. We gave the people what they wanted, but things happened after we recorded that involving Ronda Rousey. You want to talk about that right here? Yeah, we can talk Ronda Rousey. Um, I don't know how to best explain it. She released her weekly diary video, I think it is. Um, is that like a uh, Ronda Rousey.com? Where, where do, where's the origin of that? Is it YouTube? I think it's is on it- you. I just assume it's YouTube. Uh, and... The basis of it was her providing her real opinions of what happened to end Monday Night Raw, and it was an expletive-laced tirade about F these people regarding the WWE Universe and fans in Los Angeles who turned on her, uh, which she considers her hometown. And Is she really from Los Angeles? Yeah, she li- she's lived around as a kid. Two specific places. Um well, yeah, she considers L.A. home. She's a Californian is what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. OK, so, she, you know, all of that and how she promised that next time she saw Becky because Becky talked crap about her husband, Travis Brown, she was actually going to beat her. And, you know, I did watch back Raw, that segment. Those punches weren't as pulled as the ones maybe Liv Morgan gets, I would say. So there's a little, there, there was there was a little bit extra on there. Well, anyone um, that's going to seek out that Rousey video, by the way, the last three minutes is really what you need to see. They're hot fire. Right. The rest of it is her getting her hair done and her eating cheesesteaks with Natalia. Yeah, it's and, like and it's and to be clear, anyone listening to this on a Friday in the office, if you're going to watch it in your office, get some headphones because it's NSFW. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, the point is that she. It was like I said, it's expletive laden and it is aggressive and a lot. It's upset a lot of people because they feel like she's calling. Well, not they feel she's calling the product fake. She's saying what she's about to do is real. I loved it, man. I really don't know why people are so bent out of shape about it. Well, somebody who was really bent out of shape and had a hell of a tweet was Charlotte Flair, who quote tweeted journalist Ryan Satin kind of breaking down what she said and said, quote, can someone please remind Captain Badass, meaning Rousey, here that her last two fights before coming to WWE ended with her unconscious and sobbing in the cage. Four years ago, you were untouchable. Now, not so much. You're a class act, Ronda Rousey, with an emoji sort of uh, shrugging face there. Um, so that's insanely awesome. In and in Because, look, you're, when you're coming back and you're touching the blind spot, the sore spot in Rousey's backstory and the whole idea of her being the baddest woman on the planet, the idea that, yes, she badly lost her last two fights, both title fights, both knockouts, and her handling of that uh, was not the best, although it was mixed with some 
legitimate depression and, and, and mental trauma that she went through, which, you know, almost le- which led to suicidal thoughts. And you have a, a, nothing but respect for coming back from that. But it but look, she hid and, and you didn't put herself out there the way a lot of other champions have bounced back. Uh, Charlotte just pulled no punches. And it would seem rightfully so if you go back and watch that Rousey video, because she's basically F the fans, F all of you. Uh, people don't like when I call it fake. F that. I'll kick any of their asses. I mean, the, the, she the, also she was also claiming that, you know, none of what she said on Monday night was written for her. She said exactly what she wanted. And, you know, screw WWE because they're going to keep paying her because she puts butts in the seats. And oh, yeah, here's the quote. Know, here's very the, Brock, Le- very Brock Lesnar. Here's the you know? here's the money quote. F them. Everybody, WWE Universe included, wrestling is scripted, it's made up, it's not real, none of those bitches can effing touch me, the end, end quote, Ronda Rousey, Adam, I've got, I've got news for you, are you ready? Go for it. Congratulations, you played yourself. It's a work, and it's a hell of a work, but come on. it's a work. But it's a, it's a serious work. I mean, anybody yeah, out great. there that, anybody out there that is like, like, for any reason, falling victim to this, please don't. It's a brilliant work. It's just like their tweets have been a brilliant work. But it also came two seconds in that video after her and Natalia were laughing it up, having cheesesteaks and, and comparing Pats versus Geno's in Philly and just living life. Guess what? Behind the scenes, they're all besties. So don't fall for that. But hot damn, this is think, a new I way. Think they said, I think they said Ronda's going to be on Total Divas next year. I know. I mean, but look, come it, on. But like, I had like, to put like, that disclaimer in because it's so good that you have to believe it's working. That people are like, oh, man, look at this. She sucks. Look at her. Like, guys, like. She's selling out, she's selling out the business. This is, no, no, she's working you. And she's doing a great job. And that's why her being a badass, BC, is what we've always wanted. She's finally coming into her own. And we can argue, and I think it's rightfully so to say, why is all this brilliance happening on Twitter or on WWE YouTube exclusives backstage or on whatever? Look, she's not saying half of those words on, on WWE oh, Raw. because that ain't PG. That, that's, that's straight up R. That's a restricted, rated R superstar, what she's dropping on here. But you know what? It's 2019. It's social media. It does support the brand on the outside in rather than on the inside out. And... This has been pretty brilliant, whoever the hell is writing it. And I'm I'm not going to ever be convinced that she has a, too much of a hand in these. But, well, no, know. it is, it is in know, the man. tone it, of her personality. It really did. It did feel off the cuff. Like, it felt like she knew, obviously, what the goal end goal was. But that wasn't scripted. I mean, that was Rhonda being Rhonda. And I believe that she does think and talk that way. Um, but she, she's signed to WWE. I think it's a three-year deal. All right. She's happy to be there. And anyone that thinks that, you know, uh, a three minute clip at the end of a YouTube video is put out there in the public eye for her to like put a black eye on WWE one month before WrestleMania 35, where she might lead the first ever women's main event in history. As you said, as the clip says, congratulations, you played yourself. Indeed. But well done. I'll give Rosie credit for that. That's a look. If this is part of her orchestrated heel turn. And maybe, and not maybe, she's probably not going to be after Mania day-to-day, week-to-week in the business anymore. But if the incarnations of what she looks like post-Mania is her as a straight-up heel, then this is this is the perfect bridge to get you there. So, well done on it that. It really is. And uh, special thanks to Roman Reigns, of course, for joining us. Um, did you pick who you wanted, Cena, too, right? Do you want, is that your pick, if you had to choose? I, didn't, I mean, I didn't, I didn't reply, but I mean, that's what we discussed on Wednesday's show. And for anyone who's listening to us for the first time, just because they wanted to listen to a Roman Reigns interview, 
Please subscribe to State of Combat on iTunes, on Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And please listen to our episode that we published just two days ago on Wednesday. It has a fast lane preview. The week that was in WWE is covered. And BC obviously leads the ship for us every week with separate episodes covering boxing, MMA, and wrestling. And look, it's okay if we don't agree on things. We agree to disagree. We have a fight. We have an adult beverage. Whatever. Whatever. Right? Right? Man to man. Man, man to man. man. Mano e mano. That's how okay. men do. That's, how that's, not the, that's not the way he does it. Well, Hogan yeah, doesn't do that. He's a wuss. Well, okay, Randy, back up here. Wait, would you see Hogan at the, uh, speaking of other breaking news, you have, uh, UFC. WWE announces WrestleMania 36 next year will be in Tampa. Tampa yeah, Bay. I'm hyped about that. You know, you know the Silver King's hyped about that. And uh, Silver King, it's a home game, more or less, for you. A couple-hour drive. Yeah. But uh, Hulk Hogan, part of that announcement, all right? I actually, I actually missed it. By the time I put it on, I only saw Triple H onward. So I saw, like, Triple H, Charlotte, Reigns, a couple, couple of the other Tampa sports people. I missed Hogan, but that's not a surprise. I mean, it's his hometown. That's where... He lives. Apparently, there's enough news every week from Wednesday to Friday that we need a Friday afternoon show. All right, all we need is a sponsor, folks, and you're getting a Friday afternoon show. All right, so if I don't yep. care if it's Dude Wipes, whoever you are out there, all right, you want to join the the SOC family. All right, be a man about it. Be a man, Hogan. Be a man. What's up with that? That's what I'm talking about, man. Can we get a pro- can we get a proper goodbye today? Considering we didn't get one yesterday or what, Wednesday. What do you mean, like uh, Kenny Omega talking all this stuff about the? No, not that one. One that the one that we used to say goodbye. Okay, now say goodbye. Goodbye. Say goodbye. Goodbye. Okay, now get out of here. Well, right a little rough, Randy. No, yeah, but it is rough. Yeah, wrestling is a rough sport. Two words left. We out. <laughs>